Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. We have not played a game of football. Well, we have not done one of these podcasts for a couple of weeks. So we have two games of football to discuss. The Stoke game. Remember that, fellas? And then the Arsenal game at the weekend. So our mighty haul of uh, one point will be, um, we'll, we'll spend this time discussing. I'm joined by a fantastic collection of folk. Um, he hasn't been with us for a while, but uh, if, you, if you're lucky to have a computer like I do that has the internet on it, uh, you'll be aware <laughs> of uh, the website Knees Up Mother Brown. Um, it is the go-to <laughs> place for the West Ham admiring internet user, I, I would describe it. Uh, yeah, and, much covers um, it. Uh, Gordon Halliday is one of the people that we've never met. We won't have him on. Uh, we won't have him on, but we will have Gordon Thrower on, and Gordon Thrower is here. Hello, Gordon. Hello, Phil. Hello, How everybody. Oh, fine, thanks. Thanks for having me. Nice we, to be back. Been we, a while. Just during, just ironically, during the sound check for this podcast, we had an extensive conversation about prog rock music. Indeed. As we forensically sound checked <laughs> our voice levels and EQ'd them <laughs> until and, and uh, put compression on them. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, indeed. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, have you got any prog rock gigs coming up? Um, yeah, I've got a few. Um, I'm trying to get hold of tickets to see uh, Nick Mason. Um, from Pink Floyd, the drummer. He's, he's got a he's the got a antique car collecting drummer yeah, of indeed. Pink Floyd. He's got a thing coming up with um, uh, Nick Mason's Sourceful of Secrets, where he's doing all the Barrett stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, Barrett era stuff. Um, unfortunately, I missed out on the um, the tickets, but. Um, um, Mr. Mason is a, is, a, is a client of the firm that I work for, so I may try an alternative Ooh, source. Yeah, there, you so might be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
The Sid Barrett albums are like my favourite. This is the longest introduction to a podcast in history. <laughs> Why don't you fuck off, Jim? This is West Ham, son. Fucking Come on. Jesus, wet. All right. Well, joining us again after As a long we used time, to say the Sunday Times, might, get the fuck we, on with it. You might have to turn his microphone down. It's punk rock guitar king, but also uh, editor of Sun Online and uh, Sunday Times sports coverage. Now, himself, an internet sensation. Uh, with your son. It's Jim Munro. It's my son. He, he's the one everyone wants to watch. 11-year-old kid playing games. Jim Munro and his son have become... Jim, I mean, you've at least got to be in your late 30s. And at that advanced <laughs> age, you have become an internet sensation. Um, I wish I was a... Uh, why aren't we internet? Well, I know why you're not an internet sensation, Gordon. But uh, but uh, Jim... Jim Nico, become, you were saying I was. <laughs> Jim, oh, yeah. No, I was. Yeah, just... Just a couple of moments ago, I said that you were. There's consistency issues here. That's right. Um, uh, so we'll come to we'll come to you and your son's internet sensationalism in a minute. Also with us, it's a radio producer and head honcho. I'm going to say uh, capo in the WHUISA movement. Organisation, democratic, or, yes. independent organisation. Uh, it is, of course, George Mann. Hello, George. Me. I'm, I'm, I'm just the money man. I'm just, mm. I'm just the bad carrier. But right. uh, Mark Walker is the true king who's leading yes. us all to glory and hatred of other groups. He's, <laughs> he's done this. Hasn't he he, he has this, done this. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, we saw and that other guy, Paul. Uh, Paul Turner, who we saw Turn, on Sunday. Yes. yes, we saw him on Sunday. Yes. We all went to the game, didn't we? We all went to we uh, the game at Arsenal of the week. So, um, uh, yes, so we're an incredibly well-qualified group of people to talk about, except me, to talk about, uh, to, to talk about this game. So we'll discuss those two games. A um, little bit of uh, Jim's uh, uh, internet sensationalism with his son. Bad dad, bad lad, dad, bad dad. It's not difficult. Bad dad, lad, bad lad, lad, dad, bad lad, dad. It's a bad lad and his dad. Bad lad, dad, bad lad, dad. On YouTube, yes. But a lot of it these days is just WWE games, mobile games, yeah, sort of stuff the kids are into, yeah. And and it gives me an excuse to play it as well, yeah, obviously. Um, I think we started off, I think the first month we had six uh, subscribers, mm-hmm. and it was very much like his grandma, his mum, yeah. me on a couple of accounts, and then it was a 1,000 after a couple of months, and then Brilliant. hit 30,000. It was like... Extraordinary. Oh, okay, yeah. We've had nearly 5 million views, so... And he's like 11? Yes, he is, no, yeah. No. I hope you get so, lots of swag for it. And, uh, you, you get a little bit of advertising money that YouTube stick on the... Uh, on, but on the but don't, don't, that, don't, don't you get every game you ever want sent to you for free? Or? <laughs> I wouldn't say I, every game. We do get some rather dodgy games stuck our way. So you, you've got to be discerning. You can't just chuck anything up. You've got to have some standards. You know? and I, I've, mm. I, I've got a seven-year-old who uh, I will point towards this because he watches every other YouTuber in the country. Oh, right. oh, there, you go. Yeah. So, yeah. there you go. He's exactly your demographic. He'll be tapping on your shoulder saying, Dad, when are we going to start? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's seen me play video games. He wouldn't <laughs> have me near it. I, I, I won't describe how I describe my FIFA skills, but it wasn't positive. So, yeah. Gordon, Paul, are you a player of video games? Um, computer games? No. So that's prog rock and video games covered. I've, I've, because uh, we don't want to talk no, about the football. Yeah, yeah. we played, are avoiding it. Aren't we? I've only ever played Minesweeper. That it comes free with Windows. That's the only Snake. computer game. I've never, What's the one with the I've never even played Snake. the paddles and the thing going ping ping ping? Did you not ski Pong. Zeds Pong. down yeah, the screen yeah. in, in a row of old? Oh, really. Yeah, I played a couple of arcade games when I was at college, like Space Invaders and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I played those games, but uh, no, no, I haven't played it. I haven't played it. Oh, actually. My friend Thomas Nelstrop, uh, we played this game where two of you <laughs> have friend. to disarm a bomb 
given instructions by the other two and you're both looking on didn't you a laptop to, each. Didn't you go to college in the Irish part of North London? <laughs> I did, yes. That must have been fun. Yes, I did. I did Take go. that round of pubs of Kilburn, see how it yes. goes. I, I did go, did go to in college. In the 80s. So, um, so... So, right, so we we could possibly probably sort of fold the Stoke and Arsenal games kind of into each other. I mean, there's obviously stuff to say about the Arsenal game because of yeah. the uh, the uh, import of the occasion of uh, Wenger's uh, retirement announcement, where you just thought, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was you know, one of those things. It couldn't you have delayed it just yeah, exactly. five days, yeah, mate? You know, yeah. But uh, yes, so so a lot of Arsenal fans, because uh, I live in Finsbury Park, so I just walked a very you know ten mm. minutes to the stadium, and obviously a lot of Arsenal fans, uh, as a, as a tribute to Wenger, had decided to go to the game rather than not, not that many. No, I'm say, yeah, a hell of a lot still didn't. Of a lot of empty seats, <laughs> yeah. weren't there? Yeah. But uh, you know, obviously the gift shop was full of. Blokes in their 60s getting the name of a 20-year-old ironed onto the back of a shirt that they wore down there. And they went in and bought more shirts in the stadium. And then they bought their hot dogs in punnets that are red and white with the Arsenal badge on it. So took them home and framed them. And then during the game, spent the whole time in the sports shop buying more shirts with, because they because the shirt they'd worn to the game that player wasn't playing so they threw the shirt away and bought another shirt from the from the shop and put the player that was playing name on D- the don't back. forget the moving heartfelt rendition of there's only one Arsene Wenger because they've been behind him from day yeah. one yeah. yeah all of them to a man also yeah they, they, there was like um, you know they managed to fold their minute silence into just the <laughs> silence that into the ninety minutes of silence well, 80, that normally. To be fair. Yeah, <laughs> normally yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they actually. I mean, you have to say they. Uh, you would never have known that they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Until the fourth goal went in, they didn't even sing. There's only one Arsene Wenger. Yeah. They didn't even. They didn't even have the way. I think they hadn't been to enough football matches to. To realise that the crowd has to generate a bit of atmosphere. They didn't sing a thing. They couldn't get it together to sing a song about Arsene Wenger until, like, the fourth goal had gone in. It was extraordinary, I thought. Somebody, somebody actually went to the expense of getting a shirt printed with Thank You, Arsene, and 22 on the back of it. Right. And right. It's, it's like, uh, well, okay, so what have you been doing for the last yeah. six months then? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. One and I think we ought to spare a thought and give a moment's thought for because tragically Piers Morgan is going to have nothing to moan about for a while no, now, no, isn't it? I mean, right. you know, you've got to feel sorry for it. No, you haven't. Never that almost, feel sorry that almost, for Piers That almost signals, I'm sure, <laughs> complete silence from Piers Morgan on Twitter now. Oh, oh, please, I'm please. That that's what well, will happen. As several ex- I used to work for Five Live many years ago, and the people that didn't go to Salford now appear to be working for the Good Morning Britain team. He has plenty to moan about. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's, he does um, it consistently. He does, a, he does a program because uh, I saw this when I was flicking through the channels. It's, there's a program called Killer Women with Piers Morgan, and yeah. I hope it's a dating show. Don't I, I was going to say it, it, it's a missed opportunity, <laughs> if nothing else, yeah, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> That's the perfect matchup on Guardian Soulmates. For me, <laughs> oh, if only, yeah. Mama Hindley and Piers Morgan out, out on a date together. That would be. That would have the. You need to get a need to get a bigger spade. Uh, that's all I can say. But um, uh, it took West Ham fans to sing a song about Spurs fucking it up in the cup. The Arsenal, it didn't occur to the Arsenal fans to sing it because they don't really know each other and go to a football stadium that often to get the idea that you have to sing things. And then 
because they still didn't join in that song. The West Ham fans were singing "We Hate Tottenham More Than You." It literally had to do yeah. all of their singing for all them yeah. the whole game. It was extraordinary, wasn't it? And then we gave them three goals. At and the then end. we gave <laughs> them three goals at the end. Yeah, just to, uh, yes, I mean, I. Uh, um, we were talking a little bit about this before the, while we were in the pub. Uh, and after both Arsenal and Stoke, people were slightly critical of uh, what they perceived to be Moyes' negative tactics. And mm. I, after the Stoke game especially, was like, I, I don't think he set out negatively. Uh, Fernandez, what's key to me is that Fernandez and Mario are, in principle, attacking midfielders. So it's not as if he set out like Allardyce did by getting Matty Taylor out of retirement and putting him back in the team at the expense of Joe Cole or Ravel Morrison or uh, uh, Ricardo Vestay. Yeah. Literally dropping attacking players and putting defensive players into the team. I'm not sure Moyes did that, but it just felt no. like they didn't get close enough to Arnautovic. That's yeah. the whole point, is that I mean, you know, after what we saw... We were at Chelsea together as well. Yes, we, we were, yeah. I appear to get away tickets very next to Phil every time yeah, I go yeah. away. But, you get a uh, discount for that. <laughs> uh, well, but um, the, you know, the the change when Hernandez came on at Chelsea, and you expected something more from that from Stoke, that you know, he might have learned something. If we can break down you know, a defensive international superstars at Chelsea to, yeah. we might have done better against the sort of the, the moving wardrobe that is Ryan Shawcross. Yeah. And you know, the, we, we, we just st- stood off them for 70 minutes until we we, I, I we think, were behind. Yeah, I think the problem he's got, I mean, you, you can only work with what you've got in front of you. And you, you look at the managerial changes that have happened during the season. Um, there's, there's plenty of clubs gone through the same process as, as us of changing their managers. And those managers more or less have, have failed in what they've been doing. I mean, Pardew, mm. case in point. Yeah. Southampton, I mean, that's they've left a bit late in the day to do it. Swansea worked for short term, but I mean they're still below us at the moment. Yeah, Crystal Palace did theirs in September. Well, Southampton did it twice, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they've done yeah. it twice. So yeah. you know, I think what's missing, Billich's problem was it got. We've always had a good squad of players, but we're missing some glue in midfield, a bit of bite, a bit of you know, I mean protection this season for the defenders, and I, I think. Billich tried to play his best players and he paid the price because Lanzini, who I absolutely love to pieces and don't ever want to see him leave West Ham, in that final third is fantastic. But between the halfway line and getting into the final third, he'll just try a little flick and he'll lose the ball and before you know it, you're under pressure. Yeah. Um, and it, it's that middle area. And Billich tried to play with the best players and we kept getting caught out. We're, we're, we're losing this season, you know, the 17-18 the, the season will go down as the one where I don't think we ever kind of dominated a midfield or won a midfield battle, even against the shit teams. And in, on paper, you would have thought that, that, that Noble and Kiate should be able to sort of at least hold their own in the middle of the park. But, but what seemed to happen you saw it very much happening in Stoke, is that you thought one of either Mario or Hernandez should make runs into the box or just get closer to Arnie. But Do you mean Fernandez, of, not Hernandez? It's, yeah, Fernandez, yes, yeah, yeah. sorry, Fernandez. Um, you know, they're both nominally attacking midfielders and and, and they just didn't seem to. He, You know, the, the only movement, when sort of Mark Noble looked up at some movement in front of him, it's Arnautovic's only one making a run, I thought. Yeah. You know, and... and 
you know, I don't, I don't know about Fernandez. But I think the point I was trying to make, uh, Phil, was that with with Moyes, what he didn't want to do was obviously go out to attacking at the start, and you concede an no. early goal, and then you know what it's like in the stadium. It's we're all getting on of their course, backs, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know we might lose. You go out, you're attacking. You score a couple of goals, but you lose three two. Now, are we going to be happy losing three yeah, two? Yeah. Are we going to be happy about the fact that had it not been for Joe Hart forgetting how to catch a ball or scoop a ball, yeah. we wouldn't have never gone one down. Stoke weren't in that game at all. No, well, he wouldn't have brought, wouldn't have brought Carroll on if we weren't one down. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yes, that's true. You know, you could see what he was trying to do. Yeah, but having said that, I mean, and I appreciate that he may not set out. He may send those players out, and they're not playing in the way quite the way that you want them to. But you've got the situation, it happens time and time again, where you see Arnie up front and you look back and the nearest player's 30, 40 yards back. We're effectively yeah. playing with a back eight or whatever. Yeah. And um, there's there's nobody sort of any, anywhere near him. And if they're not actually doing what he wants, then you know, you've got to make those changes a lot earlier. But, I mean, I'm expecting to hear that he's made a substitution in the Arsenal game, and he, you know, another one in five minutes' time. It's that late. He seems to leave it so late. Mm. Mm. But, um, you know, if the... How do we know we're not doing what he wants? He seems to set his teams out with a crushing lack of ambition, and I think that I don't. I, I, how can you? Yeah, know, this I is. Mean, three, I, I, three I agree days. with you actually on that point. Um, but we, yeah, we've just been saying, well, you know, they're not. Maybe they're not doing what he wants. But I, I believe that they're actually. He's actually setting up that he, way. He, do, he doesn't. And know. it's Stoke for Christ's sakes. I yeah. mean, you know, it's. That's, that's, yeah, it's yeah, but the thing game. was, I mean, if we'd won game, that game, yeah, but it's not losing the game yeah. that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, if we'd won that game. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. But his job was to come in and keep yeah. West Ham in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, you know, and as as you know, I think my personal opinion is he's picked up the poison chalice. A lot of these managers who come in have picked up the poison yeah. chalice, and a lot of them are, have failed. Basically, when you look at that league table, people who've changed their managers, Leicester are the only people perhaps who've done well. Sam Allardyce has got Everton into eighth, and Everton fans want to chase him out of Merseyside mm. on the first mm. bus out. Yeah. Um, so you know. I've had that happen to me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think Moyes, basically, you've got to give him... I would give him the summer to like bring in a few yeah, players absolutely. and try and change it how he wants. You, listen, to, I do know you it. want to give him another season? I, would, I do, do you yeah. want to get after do you want to change things? failed transfer windows? You want to have another one? Yeah, but is that one? his fault? No, it's not his fault, but, but at the moment we, we've been told yeah, but that... Yeah, well, then you can't he, blame he, him. David Sullivan comes out and says, I'm going to have a director of football. He comes out, he, he told Mark Walker when he went to his house... It, in Fader Boys, that I will get a director of football. He told everyone else, you know, he one of his things he promised mm, in yeah. the famous Brady laundry list, you know, that there will be a director of football. Suddenly, we're going to keep Moyes and we're not going to have a director of football. I don't think that is yeah, really. You know, you've got to give somebody a chance. The, the, we can't the, keep yeah, changing can't. the manager broken, all but the, the time. The whole system is broken. If you sit there, if you're going to have a situation where Sullivan is going to be doing the same thing where, you know, he sends sort of letters tight with his feet to Sporting Lisbon, making offers yeah. that are unacceptable. But that, what, that's going to change until argument. he goes. Yeah. Well, it won't change until he goes. But that's an argument for having a kind of experienced manager stay with him rather than throw everything up in the air in the summer again. Again and yeah. take a punt on and, another and, manager with a kind of unstable owner. But what you're hoping then is that Moyes is strong enough to bring Sullivan into line and yeah. say that I want this, I want to spend that 25 million, I want to spend that 40 million pounds on But players. I think that. And I can't. I, I, I think I he's I got a better chance than a lot Moyes of people. Yeah, why don't you think he would do that? He bought good players into Everton. You know, he. he yeah, but then I he think, bought I bad he, players into Man United. He built. Yeah, but hang he on, relegated Man, Man United, and he's well Sasha dead. He, he went from he went from Everton, where everyone would run through brick walls for him, 
to Man United in a dressing room full of superstars was, who were like, but who not the last yeah, couple of years. I mean, he was, me. yeah. he was, he was, you know, he was yeah, losing his influence couple, at Everton. Real Sociedad, he bit off no, more than No, last couple of years at Everton. All right, you mean you're of, saying... You know, there was, a, there, there was no great sobbing when David Moyes left Everton. Yeah, but listen to them now. They'd have him back in a heartbeat. Do you reckon? I, I was listening to them on TalkSport this morning, to every no, phone call, Everton fan. What you, you say? Well, that's, I was yeah. listening to them this morning. Ten so. years, you know, ten years in which... David Moyes' teams and, would go yeah. out there and would have a real go against the top teams. And, you know, the, this whole thing about a home ground being a fortress, they said Goodison Park was that fortress. I... To be honest, I don't really care if we have a director of football or not. Only that if we do have one, it's not Sullivan. I just don't want him anywhere near transfers. I don't want him in anywhere near Twitter, Facebook, whatever yeah, it is. He goes. The, no, this is the inherent basic, problem we've all got. So, how do you get rid, rid of the wicked witch of the West? Well, yeah. Know? I mean, this is it. I mean, and David Sullivan. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm making up my own punchline there. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean. Assuming Moyes stays, and that, I think that looks likely at the moment. I think it's yeah. the, the general thing. I, mean, it's four, I had a look at the exchanges, four to one on to stay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll, yeah. So, okay, he's going to stay. Then what you do is you say, there's your budget. And I'll leave it to you. Sullivan, go, go on holiday somewhere. Go, go, not Lanzarote, that's where I'm going, but anywhere else but Lanzarote. Go away. Um, just, just leave it, leave it to him. He's the manager. He knows more about. He's forgotten more about football than you ever will. Whatever you think of his tactics, yeah, yeah. You, I think every, that. every, every step, every input you've had to every transfer that we've done, um, you know, so far, Mr. Sullivan, it's been a disaster. Well, I mean, no, it hasn't. The, the well, transfer windows that produced. Uh, uh, Cresswell, Kiyati, Sacco. That was the year before Sacco. Yeah, yeah. That was a very good Payette. transfer window. Then the one after had Payet, Payet, Lanzini, and Lanzini Ogbonna, yeah. and Obiang in it. That was a brilliant. So they had two really yeah, good summers. Yeah, okay. But the number of times then that's them. That is still them. them. You can't yeah. say that's okay, not them. Okay, that no, was fair something point. else. Fair point. Fair point. Give them well, credit. That, for that, that was but, them, and that was them. Sam Allardyce and Mark Curtis. Yeah, and so there was yeah. a couple, and none of those players are there anymore. I mean, you, yeah. you, we know how the transfer worked when we were at the Bolin, and it wasn't David Sullivan making the calls; it was Sam making mm. the calls with some very special friends. Yes, and yeah. so yeah, with some well point put. those worked. That, some of those worked well, and some of those didn't. There's plenty of people that you know that fell well, apart under the. Sun. I mean, I think you know by the sounds of it that that would be the case in the summer is that they've got they've got but new scouts. We had a director David of football. Moyes. It was called Mark Curtis, and mm. that's essentially what happened. You had somebody who went out who knew, you know. I, I don't hold account for Mark Curtis unless it's under him. But the whole point is that you know, at least he knew the transfer market. At yeah. least he knew where it was going. Now, some of those deals were questionable or whatever else. But at least he knew how it operated. At the moment, you've got David Moyes, who's on his own. Mm. You've got, OK, you've got Billy McKinley. You've got um, Stuart Pearce. Are any of those kind of it able to go to head with Jorge Mendes, for example, at Wolves? Or any of the other people that were involved with that, that you know, Steve Walsh Everton? Any of those people who've got... Years and years of transfer expertise. Yeah. And we don't have that. And I can't see where it's going to come from. All we've got is five windows of incompetence and cock-ups. Now, the, what are we going to do to change that? But you want me to answer that? Well, yeah. Yeah, but you're saying, All but, we can do is keep, know, get but, down yeah. at the club, which isn't going to happen. The idea, the model is going to be yeah. Moyes is going to be the guy that's going to tell people what to do. And that's, you know, it's too much in modern football yeah. for one guy to do that, run the team, but we're Create not- the transfers, keep across European track. Yeah, we saw what happened in January. Yeah. Okay, we got Jao Mario on, I don't know how, but we also got Jordan Hugo. Yes, the must-have yeah. striker. But the, the, the whole point there um, is 
We're not particularly disagreeing. What I'm saying is, with the setup we've got, with the owners we've got, who are you going to get in to replace David Moyes? Apart from the fact you're going to have to kick out more backroom staff, and yeah, you're, and you're if, starting all over again, if we yet sta- again, yeah. if we who are you going to get in? Because the owners aren't going anywhere. Yeah. We're what, stuck what, with those owners. Whatever so they we, do, we I need... hope it just gets sorted early so that, be it Moyes, be it um, whoever. Um, sort of comes in to uh, replace Moyes or whatever, mm. um, they be- basically get a whole closed season to yeah. do what they want. Um, you're talking about Moyes and, and saying that the whole one man does everything thing. I mean, that's effectively what he had at Everton. Um, he Everton was in his, well, in his own image. Yeah, way, yeah sure. He? But it was basically Kenyon said, right, this club, this club, it's in your image. This yeah. is, you know, yeah. And I mean, Wenger, who we've just been talking about, I mean, you know, he even designed the stadium to a certain degree, didn't he? <laughs> Let's uh, take a quick break. It's time to remind you that uh, this season's podcast are brought to you in association with uh, Ladbrooks. For offers and uh, that kind of thing, go to bet.westhampodcast.com. That's bet.westhampodcast.com. Let's take a little break and we'll be back in a sec. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Uh, this is so we're talking about the, the summer. I mean, I for me, especially since it's a world class, uh, world cup, world class, <laughs> world cup uh, summer break. I just feel like throwing the whole thing in the air because we've managed to scrape by this season would, would feels disastrous to me. I I think the continuity of Moyes having. Because Moyes, you know, you did see him when he replaced Billich. You saw him identify and solve problems in some of those games. The the week well, the big in one. what about Arnautovic? The week in which we yeah the yeah. week yes Look exactly the, the week in which we beat Chelsea and drew with Arsenal. You saw things that were happening under the Billich regime that were fixed. Mm. You know, uh, tracking back covering Chelsea's, you know, uh, right attacking flank with our left-sided players, doubling up on them. You saw things happening. You know, I'm not, uh, you know, the best observer of football tactics, but I could see things that weren't happening under Bilic being remedied Mm. before my eyes, you know. And uh, uh, Chelsea were really having trouble against against our sort of very stolid defence, and we nicked a goal. You yeah. know, Arnautovic. Got Arnautovic playing, you know. And Stuart um, Pearce gave me my moment of the season where the ball went off for a throw and then he booted it into the stand. <laughs> he booted yeah. it I into the stand. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That is my highlight of the season. <laughs> yeah, it shows how bad the season's yeah. been. But. Yeah. yeah, he should have been stand- sent to the stands for that. But, uh, <laughs> Most accurate really pass we've done all season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I sort of think that he, you know, he he doesn't want to do a bad job. He he will have seen what the problems are in the team because you can see him trying to fix them. Like, you know, having Zabaleta sort of protect the back four and stuff like that. He knows that there was sort of, there's a kind of problem with the defensive sort of qualities mm. of the midfield. He's also had players not just not playing to the sort of height of their ability, not knowing which... Chekou Kiyati is going to come out is a real problem, and mm. uh, well, you know we've sort of basically not had Antonio. We haven't had the Lanzini of two seasons ago. Mm. When Pae went back to Marseille, he seemed to take Lanzini's shooting boots with him. You know that season, Lanzini was banging free kicks, and now he's just missing those free kicks. Long range shots are just going into Rosette. Mm. He's not the player he was, but there have been injuries and. 
and that, that's the thing with Lanzini. Every time he does get an injury, it takes about five games to, for him to come back. Yeah, and that's why he's not starting. And then, then, you, the then he'll play yeah. well for a game and then he'll get crocked again. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. That's why he, I mean, in a way, that's, you know, people going, well, he should be starting uh, Hernandez, should be starting Lanzini. Well, you know, we did score that goal when, when, when he made the change against Arsenal, but then we also shipped three because you, you are carrying Hernandez, uh, really. Aside of yeah. his poacher, poach, poaching nature and his goal-sniffing mm. nature, he's, you know... Lanzini made a little run against uh, Arsenal, quite a good little thrusting run, played it into uh, Hernandez, and it just bounced off him, didn't it? It just couldn't stick to him at all, and... and you know, with your build-up play, he's not. You know, mm. he's not really. He's not your man. He's. You've got to have a lot of possession for Hernandez to really do what he does. Can I just go back to Coyote? Yeah. What has he been told? He doesn't seem to know whether he wants to be an atta- you know, yeah. the attacking combine yeah. harvester, yeah. Yaya Tory type character he was in the last season at the Bolin. And there's, but we we had a couple of signs of that. Yeah, you know, he was great against Chelsea. He had, you know. And, and the game previous to that at home, which uh, mm. you know, at the Southampton, he was fantastic against Southampton. Mm. But I just wonder if he's getting any sort of instructions, whether he's going to be, you know, with no Obiang, is he going to be the second holding midfielder yeah. alongside Noble? Or has he been told to go crazy and just and, and to sort of create mayhem, mm. in, as Tony Henry would say? But, yeah, it's sort of, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And he, he, he's a deeply frustrating player because yeah, I yeah. love him to bits. I absolutely Me love too. him to bits. But he was, I don't know what he's trying to do this year. No, no. I mean, we, you and know. And I don't know, you've got to hang up the manager if he's not getting, you know, the, what, worry, what I worry about is, is he getting clear instructions about the role he wants to play? To, you've to got be that fair, he of, has been like that all season though, hasn't he? Yeah, not, yeah. It didn't just happen once Moyes came in. He's been, he's so been Moyes that hot... is, is motivated in the same way as Bullish did. <laughs> it's not a great argument. For well, I mean, you know, some of these guys are just, I mean, you know, Mario uh, is, you know, there was an interview with Mario where he was saying, you know, quite honestly saying, you know, that the, it's taken, it's taken me a while to adjust to the premiership, the kind of, uh, the sort of attritional nature of the midfield and the pace at which the midfield works. Uh, the, you know, on the continent, it's, it's more tactical and more creative. Um, and you can sense that perhaps what's happening is the reason he's not getting closer to Arnautovic, which he did in the Southampton game, in the other games, is that he's got half a mind on his um, defensive, defensive duties. duties. Because, you know, you go, well, why didn't he attack? Why didn't he attack? Why didn't Moyes attack more in Stoke and mm. against Arsenal? You go, well, within very recent memories are two 4 1 defeats and a 3 0 defeat in three games. Mm. 11 against 2-4. Moyes might have that in his thinking a little bit. And, and, and you know, that's kind of transmitted to the players. It's mm. like, you know, I feel like um, I, I still think Fernandez sh- doesn't really yeah. know what sort of a player yeah. he is, you know. I, I still think that, that um, not so much Arsenal. I mean, yeah, we're talking... But, but, yeah, we lined up the same for Stoke as we did Arsenal. And I... I, 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 I Yeah, I, I still think that Stoke, um, you know, this time of the season... When you're, you're you're looking for where you're going to get your points, and um, I'm not saying that you should sort of write off games, but there are some games that are more winnable than others, and those are the ones you should go for. And I thought Stoke was a missed opportunity to actually wrap up 
um, you know, sort of safety for the season. We'd, we'd be safe. I don't know the mathematics. We, but maybe but we did get the ball into their net four times. You know, <laughs> yeah, like but we I were mean, attacking yeah, them. We well, were attacking them. Let's not talk about got, Michael Oliver. And, yeah, we know. got the ball in their net four times. We, this we season's did FA Cup referee, by oh, the way. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is Oliver. intriguing is we, uh, it's still not been confirmed, obviously, that Moyes is going to be the manager. We're sitting true. talking about true, who's yeah. going to be there. We don't now, know what vision we're going to be. I'd like to think in an ideal world that that's because he's Santa Sullivan You've got to give me more control. I'm going to have more control of what's going on here if you want me to stay on and do a job here. Because yeah. that, that's the only way we're going to have a manager who's going to have any sort of say in, as you've been talking about earlier, disastrous transfer windows. We need someone who's going to be able to say to the chairman, I need X, Y and Z. These are the areas. But these are the players. It's always the problem. Set the chairman. Yeah, I know, but this is the problem. I'm ahead of my hands. The idea, yeah. But where do we go? But there's no one else to say it. Yeah, where do we go? You can't just sit and suck it up. Otherwise, he'll just leave. And then we're going to get a new manager, whether we want it or not. I want that nice player from Sporting Lisbon. It's all right, David. Let me handle this. Oh God, no. Yeah, well, you know. But I mean, just go what you said about sort of yo three one. I read somewhere today we've conceded three goals 14 times. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I actually checked that earlier. I was going through my stats Jim earlier. you have some stats I yeah. did I, 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 I fell underprepared <clears throat> looking at Jim's folder and binder that he's got here <laughs> scrap of paper and, and he's got his lad on the other yeah. end of the phone as well <laughs> who probably knows things as well that's a good idea yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> conceded three or f- uh, more goals 14 times worst points total after 34 games since we had 32 in relegation season uh, 2010-11 conceded 63 goals in 34 games only Stoke have let in more 39 of those goals have come in the second half 17 in the final 15 minutes <laughs> Oh, it's just and the other That's thing that I found interesting. Arnautovic <laughs> scored his tenth Premier League goal on uh, Sunday against Arsenal. It's like who was the last <coughs> player to score more than ten goals in the Premier League for West Ham? Oh, was it? N- oh. I can't remember. Who it was that? <laughs> Vic Watson in. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was. I've got myself. Bobby Zamora, two thousand and six, yeah, seven. Yeah. That long ago, yeah. Shocking, yeah. isn't it? Carlton Cole got a couple of tens. Nolan got a ten. Sacco got a ten. And like Mo Salah's sort of hit in about thirty-five. <laughs> well, there, there was that stat on the box the other night. Mo Salah's um, scored more goals on his own than at least three clubs. West Brom was one of them. Wasn't Swansea, it? West Brom, and Huddersfield. Yeah. I think. But I mean, was, that is, you know, <laughs> that is, you know, I feel a bit for Moyes because there are players that are simply kind of not. Um, uh, playing to the, the you know the the sort of the extent of their capabilities and and you know so, you know the teams that are doing really well this season have players that are kind of um, playing better than they've ever played like David Silva has been at Manchester City for years it's possibly having his best season for them uh, you know Firmino has always Firmino has always been quite good but is playing better than he's ever played for Liverpool and those two teams are playing really well because there are certain players that are playing out of their skin. The, the nearest we've got, in a way, is Arnautovic and possibly Declan mm. Rice, but it's not. But Declan Rice isn't playing better than he's ever played before because he's never played before. Yeah. So that he's was, having a really good season. Bonham. He's he's the find yeah. of the, yeah. Bonham's yeah, very solid, very good. Solid, that's, yeah. that's you know, I'd say he's possibly runner up for Player of the Year. I think probably well, Arnautovic. I'd probably, vote, I'd, I'd probably go for a bong actually because he's yeah. He's been a consistency, and uh, as Jim said uh, from the H list, you know, he remembered his Italian sometime in September and started playing really well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I think he's good. I think he's and and I think it's good for Rice to be alongside him. They seem to work quite well together. You know, Rice is looking excellent. And uh, uh, yeah, you know, when that you consider the the weekend was Alfie Mawson was a name that was being mentioned in January as a possible twenty million pound transfer. Yeah, I've, I had to write about Alfie Mawson last season when he came in. Swansea fans were really raving about him. 
I've watched him quite closely since the turn of the year, and he makes at least one bad mistake mm. again. Nearly scored an own goal again over the weekend and gave the ball away for a goal. We could have spent twenty million on that man, yeah, yeah. and not had Declan Rice in the team. No. I'm not saying that, that that was a good transfer policy because we don't know that was a no. constructive thought from the management. But it is it is difficult when we're we you know we're throwing out names and we're looking at people who we could buy. Yeah, the bottom line with the January January transfer window was it was a disaster. Yeah, because mm. we didn't get anyone. Mario's been okay, but we didn't get anyone in who changed the team or, no. or had an influence no, on the no, team. No, well, and that's that, what you're looking Mario, for, isn't it? Been, you know, with Lanzini's injuries, we might have been stuffed actually. Yeah. And yes, Antonio yes. out as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think, yeah. We are, you know, as Harry used to be very fond of saying, we are down in the bare bones. We're, yeah. one, we're one centre-back injury away from sort of you know, playing Adrian. Yes, in yeah, the yeah. centre-back yeah. five. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah absolutely. You can take absolutely. a penalty, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we've uh, we're probably about ready to wrap this up, um, but uh, oh, just we get to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Gordon. Um, <laughs> did you want to go back to prog rock? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so uh, predictions for we've got a city. I mean, you know, it's a tough run in now, isn't it? We I mean, have it's got like, some tough matches. Yeah. You know, you felt I, I felt that if you know the draw that seemed quite clear that we could get. In fact, when we, that's when, when we scored our goal, I sort of thought we could win this. I thought we were the better team. I thought Sunday, yeah, yeah. we were more likely to win At that moment, we were. Okay, similarly, again, away at Stamford Bridge, when yeah. we scored that equaliser, mm. Chelsea slightly folded, and I thought we could win this. And then they mm. came back into it. And yes, like, yeah, they yeah, did. yeah, yeah. They absolutely did, because they were Chelsea. But actually, at that point, because there was that, um, what was the 3-1 D'Army scored in it? And possibly, Diarmi scored. Diarmi had a really great game, and I think we, I think we beat them three one. Uh, at home that year. Yeah, I was talking about home against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah home right, against yeah, yeah. Sorry, because yeah. what happened is, you know, because that was a very talented Chelsea team, but it mm. really didn't like being scored against, no. and then they <laughs> no. let us do it again, and then they let us do it once and more I think that, because they were like, "How dare you score a goal against that us?" That season, we played them off the park at their place, and and it was. Some, Dreadful refereeing. It was Bobby Madley, yeah. where where he gave. I mean, we're one nil up, and he, he gave a, a dubious free kick, oh, and then made the wall go yes. back fourteen yards. Yes. And then we were two one up. Carroll had, had put us two one up, and they went up the other end in the last minute, and it was um, Loftus Cheek. Yes, that's um, right. Managed that's to trip right. himself up. Yes. Outside the box. Yeah. Uh, and which was given a penalty and you just yeah, think well, then, you know that's right uh, we came away from stoppage time we came yeah, yeah we yeah. came away from Stamford Bridge really pissed off with a two-all draw yeah and you just thought well, that's sort of an indication how well we're playing but I was feeling in the bigger in the sort of bigger picture if instead of like you know getting the three points against Stoke that we you know we would have liked to have got we got one against Chelsea one against Stoke and one against Arsenal that would have sort of got us that three points by a weird circuitous uh, route mm-hmm. but we didn't get it in the end, and um, you know, but it is a, a tough run in. I mean, there are two sort of games that that are slightly less onerous than than others. But I mean, the last one being Everton at home, yeah. at home yeah. with, a certain, with a certain manager. I mean, yeah, yeah that, there's a hosing down with lard if he sent us down. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> no, no, no. It probably you'd have to. He'd probably get his dancing <laughs> shoes out again, wouldn't he? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Leicester up there that's not no, that's, that's not, not easy, easy. No. That's and they're, not they're, easy. Yeah, they're sort of playing freedom now they don't care yeah they're that's okay. right they're, they're safe I've, I've been more looking at Stoke and Southampton and just waiting for them to trip up and yeah. just hope that that gap we've got now doesn't Absolutely, dwindle you know. too much well, that, that's why we'll stay up we won't stay up because we're, we're, we're 
significantly better. We're, so we'll start because we're less that, that, worse. That sounds like mm-hmm. a, yeah. that's a declaration. Yeah, you're yeah, staying up. Staying up. I don't think this is over yet. No, I don't no, think no, it's no, over. I think we no, will stay No, I think up. that's twist and turns. But, it, yeah, but yeah. It'll, be, it'll be purely a function of, of how bad other teams are yes. as a, rather yeah. than how good we are. And no, that's not... Absolutely. I want us to stay up because we're worth it. Despite saying all that, you want to keep the manager. No, I didn't say no, I would no, keep no, that. No, I'm, yeah. I, 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 no, sorry. Okay, we're, maybe we're... Predictions. Yeah, there's a different thing. Another we have Manchester City. Person. Predictions. Uh, George? Um, I can't say anything more than absolute battering. I think it'd be our 15th 3-0. Concession yeah. of three. Yeah. I think, let's say 3-1. Let's be, put a, a hint of optimism in there. Yeah. I, I, I just can't say it. I mean, the only good thing about it is we can't play Joe Hart. So we might we might stand a chance. Yeah, but um, I, I, three one. Yeah, that's a good call, Gordon. Yeah. Um, this is going to be the first game that my um, current young lady friend and her son are coming to, and um, her son's only fourteen. I've always been threatened with people reporting me to social services for taking him over to West Ham. So um, I've own YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, um, and um, sadly, I think it's going to be a, a bit of a horror show. Um, I think three ones optimistic. I'll be honest. I think I think we'll actually get totally walloped, and it'll be five one. Five one. Yeah. Three one. Five yeah. one. I hope I'm completely Jim. wrong. I really do, but that's what I think. Eighty minutes, one all, and then I'm going to leave. Because <laughs> it's going to go pear shaped yeah, after yeah, this. Yeah, you don't yeah. get the points at the time <laughs> you leave. I want to introduce a rugby style rule where it's an 80 minute game. Yeah. Um, I want to go for one all because everyone's being negative. Yeah. For that reason only. Yeah. Realistic. West Ham United 3, Manchester City 2. That's, that's what I say to you. I, I, I would love it. I really would. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. That's what I say. Wrong, so. but interesting. <laughs> there again, there again. As a kid, um, I happened to be staying with some relatives. We were um, up, up in the north, and Jimmy Greaves' first game away at Man City. Uh, away at Man City, yeah. and so we were relatively close by. So we went to it, and, an um, to and and we were actually struggling. I mean, I think we escaped relegation by one place and about a point um, that season, but we were having a pretty rough time of it. Manchester City were a strong team back then mm. and went up there and walloped them 5-1. That was so, the one where Joe Corrigan took that uh, goal kick. It was and Ronnie Boyce who walloped it straight back. Uh, in, uh, Greaves got two, Hurst got two and yeah. Boyce got the other. I think. Brilliant. So, um, yeah. I think that just well, proves... Ronnie's on the bench today on Sunday. We can, uh, if nothing yeah. else, I think that just proves how old we're all flipping around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That I went to that game. <laughs> all right. This has been Stop Hammer Time. Uh, my name's Phil Whelans. With me have been George Mann. Thank you very much. Gordon Thrower. Thank you for having me. Jim Munro. Been a pleasure as always. Come on, you irons. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, 
Apple, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.